Welcome, 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 Roaring Fork Valley. This is Diane Johnson, your host of Senior Matters. And as always, when I come in, when I sit down, when I put the microphone in front of me, and when I look out our windows here at KDNK, what am I looking at? Snow, 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 and it's cold outside. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. And I've got a lap warmer to, on my with me today as the past couple of shows. My dog, Bo, my adopted boyfriend, my forever love, my little 10, 12-pound chihuahua, is on my lap. The best bow I've had in many, many years. I'm glad to be sitting here today. It's uh, sometimes getting the day going when it's cold is kind of a slow time for me. And as most of you know, I'm a type 1 diabetic. So today has been a uh, a little rough brain dead, Diane. So I'm here with you guys today, and I'm here with my guest, Jackie Johnston. And about a week or so ago, I was getting ready to put my uh, contact together to call someone to be guest on the show, and I got this call from this incredible woman that's sitting next to me and she started to tell me why she contacted me and I'm excited for you to hear all about what we're going to be talking about. My guest today is Jackie Johnston. She is the director producer of Honky Tonk Laundry and it's playing at the Glenwood Vaudeville Review, and it's going to be opening January 18th. And by cracky, I'm going to go. I don't care how cold it is. It's going to be warm in there, and I'm going to be laughing and singing and hopefully not jumping on the tables. Um, now, I don't think I'll do that, and I won't take Bo with me, but... Jackie Johnson, who is Johnston, thank you, Jackie. Uh, I gave uh, Megan the wrong information this morning. Uh, Like I said, my diabetes and my blood sugars were all over the place, so it took me for a while to get Megan the information that she needed to talk about the show. So, Jackie... You know, this this honky-tonk laundry that you are doing the whole thing? Are you on stage at all, girl? Oh, no. Now, um, as a director and producer, uh, this is a two-woman show, and they don't need any help from me, believe me. And your, your, your actors are Janetta? Janetta Howell and... Alexa States. And I know Janetta. We did production work at Thunder River Theater. I was doing props and costuming, and she worked at um, in Crystal, 
Crystal Palace. Well, she worked also as activities director. Yes, at Renew. At Renew, and I was there, too, when she was there. Oh, my. You know, and and she worked uh, for John Goss at the uh, uh, Vaudeville. She started there with him. Yeah. Uh, And she's just still on her musical, talented journey, that's for sure. Well, tell me all about, I want to know a little bit about you. The information that you sent me about who you are, I went, oh, my gosh, this woman knows what she is doing, and she's smiling. She's happy with this. She loves her work. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, thank you, uh, number one, for inviting me to share, you know, uh, my joy of music, musical theater. You know, I, I was just talking to a reporter this morning about, you know, coming from a small place in Kansas. And uh, our music teacher was just fabulous because he reached all the way down to the sixth graders and put us on stage with the sound of music, and I've been hooked ever since. Hmm. And um, coming to Glenwood Springs, you know, 42 years ago, and, you know, it's a small community, and one of the ways to get involved in the community and, and know people is to become involved with community theater. Now, my brother-in-law, uh, Tara Eubank, uh, was full-on. There was Eddie Vanderhoof and Joni Chaffin, and, you know, these are people who created Defiance Community Players. So mm. uh, I kind of snuck into the first two auditions. I mean, I went there in, with intention to audition, but scared the pants off me so <laughs> I just waited till they hung up uh the date of the first rehearsal and where and then I just showed up in the chorus and Jeannie Miller bless her heart you know after a couple shows she's like all right Jackie you're gonna have to actually audition now having said that you know all of all of us parents that were involved in this and and the age group for defiance was nine to 99 we brought our children you know, and they hung out in the back of the house, and so the Duprays and Pat Dupre is a uh, a local sound engineer, and he works at KM uh, uh, KMTS. Okay, and uh, you know his dad was the voice of Defiance, and so it's just went on the Mincers children and the Chaffin children and the Meitler children, and you know, and we just took our kids there, and that's how Janetta came up and through the whole process as a as a child. Yes, and we called them our Defiance kids. I'll be darned. I she is delightful. I enjoyed thoroughly working with her at Thunder River Theater, and uh, I was doing costumes and props then. And my short term with Thunder River Theater, I mean, I was there for the reads and for the staging and doing all the costuming and working on the props and it was like I wasn't acting I wanted to act you know I wanted to be another one of them comedy (laughs) comedy drama whatever I do that in my life you know there's a part of my life and this is one of them where I can be a performer I'm sorry, Katie and Kay in the Roaring Fork Valley. You have to bear with me sometimes in my bad jokes. Um, I'm going to cough. Please go on, Jackie. Well, um, as <coughs> as I uh, grew in my own confidence, and, and I have a background in commercial art, and so, you know, 
Defiance Community Players just like welcomed me with open arms. So I got to set design, costume design, act, dance, sing, um, you know. And uh, Eddie Vanderhoof and Joni Chaffin were like, you need to come help us be a producer. So I took that one on. And then I was doing shows up at CMC with Tom Cochran. And and uh, uh, he's a director I worked with, Sheila <coughs> Menser uh, and uh, Chris Aronson. And, you know, it it just became natural, I guess, for me, because I'm told I'm kind of bossy sometimes <laughs> to, to be the director. But... They, you know, Tom Cochran was great. You know, he is he, good, isn't he? Isn't he? He's wonderful, wonderful with people. Yes. Yeah. And, and he was like, as the director, you're in charge of what's going on on the stage. And Joni Chaffin told me, when you are the producer, you're in charge and you're responsible for everything that's not in front of the audience. And so uh, being an actor, uh, I, I think that helped me, you know, uh, become a director and I just love our community. I mean, when I moved here, I could not believe the talent in our valley. So that really set me up. And I hear that about the talent in our valley. For those that are not theater-wise, a director, the responsibility of the director is? Well, you're going to do the casting. First of all, you're going to read something um, and honky-tonk. Uh, laundry was given to me by Alexis States, and she said she did that while she was in college, and they toured it around Iowa, and, and you know, I think around 2018, 19, she said, you, I really want to do this show. I think you should direct it for us, and uh, I got it, and I read it, and uh, so, you know, you read something, you look at the value that it may have, and then you set up your auditions, and you uh, audition people for the parts. Yeah, you put out the call. Yes, you put yeah. out the call. Yeah. You know, that's that's an interesting part, you know, because you get so many talented people coming in. Oh. oh. And, and they do the reads, and you're there listening and watching, and, you know, you've got to find the right person for that part, you know. Um, director. Producer, where are you with as a producer? What is your, uh, what do you do? Well, as a producer, um, I'm responsible for um, making sure the advertisement goes out. I touch base with sponsors. Um, I produce uh, the lists for the actors. Uh, I assist in setting up rehearsal time. Um, I assist for everything that you don't see on the stage. So if there's an orchestra, uh, I'm key in that. And uh, stage management and the sound and lighting technicians. And, you know, I coordinate all those. I, I, used, to, I used to carry a little trophy around, and it said, <laughs> you're my favorite. And I would, if I needed something done while we were, you know, in rehearsals and stuff, I would go up and give it to the stage manager and say, you're my favorite. We need, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm giving you this trophy because you're my favorite, but it is subject to change on a need-to-know basis. So it became kind of a fun thing because I would have to run over, grab it away, and run it over to the sound and light person and say, now, we need spots. The director just saw it, said, we need spots over here. We need sound over there. So I carried that silly trophy around for a long time. It's at my house right now. Yeah, spots. That's where the lighting 
is worked on the stage for whatever is going on at that in that scene in that moment it's uh it's a lot of work do you like these uh multiple hats that you wear with this production well you know as a community theater individual you wear all the hats or most of them and i wore pretty much most of them um except for lighting and sound i just was like that's too technical for me i don't want to do that i have to trust those other people but you know i'm i'm very handy with a glue gun and a pair of scissors too so we were doing camelot and then and jeff uh, jeff uh, schlepp was the king and he would run by and he blew his he blew his shoe out so he came running backstage between scenes and he was like oh my gosh what are we getting i grabbed my glue gun and i actually glued his sock to his shoe but you know we went through the performance so uh people have no idea the fun and the and the excitement and the entire different environment there is backstage so i know i hear that um i'm gonna throw this out there before we talk about this production what about volunteers in this uh, in the community theater over in Glenwood? Well, nothing in Defiance could have ever happened without all the volunteers. The board was a volunteer board, um, and you know their job was, uh, you know, Larry Mincer told me we got dreamers. Mm-hmm. They, they dream what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We got bean counters because they're in charge of the money, and then we got the worker bees, mm-hmm. you know, who build the sets and paint them. So. Uh, it took an entire community. That's why it's called community theater. And um, I love being part of my community, and I love working with kids. You know, uh, I said the other day I miss that. Ever since the pandemic, you know, the COVID thing, it really shut down live production for a while, and it, and it's come right. back. But there's some theater uh, uh, nonprofits out there that haven't really come back, and that's kind of a shame. But, you know, I'm sure they will when it's the right time for them. I hear you on that one. This production that Honky Tonk, my goodness. Tell me a little bit about this play. What am I going to see when I come over there? Well, I can guarantee you to be highly, highly entertained. We got some Girls with big hair from Tennessee, they got big hats, they got big personalities, they got big voices, and they got big troubles with boyfriends and husbands. So they boot scoot and dance and sing about the trials and tribulations of, you know, small town, you know, wishy-washy washateria. Wishy-washy Washateria, small town. Are we talking about the 30s and the 40s concept? Any period that you can put it in? Well, I think the period that I look at it, it's like the 50s, you know, because they touch on uh, some of the great country western um, singers, Tammy Wynette, you know, Patsy Cline. Um, they actually sing in Act Two tributes to those. And Roger Bean, who wrote this show, um, he made sure that, uh, you know, Act One is f- full of uh, the dialogue and the music that uh, him and his musical writers put together. But Act Two is actual songs, you know, that they had to have licensing agreements. Right, and right, right. these two women 
you know, Janetta Howell and Alexis States, you just can't ask for any better um, comedic um, singers. They're they're like quadruple threats, you know. Used to be a triple threat, you know. You sing, dance, and act. Well, they choreograph. Um, they're comedians, you know. They're actresses. Uh, they're mothers. They yeah. have children. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're they're the epitome of of uh, women that can do it all. You know, licensing. Just because you mentioned it, I'm going to address that. The music that they will be singing are songs that we know, and the licensing. Maybe our audience doesn't know what that's about. Can you tell them? Sure. Well, the, any show uh, has to be licensed, and uh, this show started out in in L.A. at Stage Rights, and then it uh, was bought by Broadway Licensing in New York, and uh, so we have to secure the rights uh, and secure performance dates. Um, we have to pay, you know, based on how many seats are in the theater. The vaudeville has 160 seats. So uh, they base, you know, our rental agreements and our licensing according to that. Now, whether we sell out or not, we're still paying for every seat in the house for all four shows. So that's why I'm here to encourage people to um, get their tickets at the Glenwood Vaudeville. And, uh, you know, this is a Broadway licensed show. And you're going to get Broadway quality. I hear that. I remember Janetta and uh, <clears throat> watching her perform. She's a delight. And guess guess what? Jackie just gets that inward smile and grin on her face because she knows how vibrant she is, you know, Um when we talk about licensing, I ran into something a, uh, a while back. To sing certain songs, do you have to get licensings for songs that have been part of uh, our music repertoire for years and years? Yes, you do. And um, particularly if you're going to perform them, you're mm-hmm. going to charge money mm-hmm. to uh, do it. You're going to uh, list it in your advertisement. Um, that's how, you know, the music greats, you know, they get residuals every time their music is used. Right, right. Now, a little note that I have. You've been in theater for 40 years and one position or another what's your what's been an all-time favorite when you go back and think about one of the shows or two of the shows you've done in our community of the Roaring Fork Valley well I'm going to go back the most recent was Oliver that defines community players um, did now Janetta was going to be the director and choreographer for it my uh, granddaughter, Kaylee, was nine, and, and she said she was going to audition. And I was like, I can't wait to sit in the audience and watch this. And she says, but Yaya, you're not going to audition. You're not going to be in the show. I, I want to be in a show with you. And so I was like, oh, okay, all right, okay, we're going to do this. So here's, here's the moment. So on our second show, I auditioned, and I ended up, you know, being the undertaker's wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, all during rehearsals, I'm looking out from the wings, watching my granddaughter in her first Defiance show. 
tears to my eyes because I watched Janetta. Janetta came on board as Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz when she was 10. And I was in the pit looking up, you know, and here's my kid, you know, one of my defiance kids. So the second night of uh, Oliver, there was a big snowstorm, and our our lead gal um, got in a car accident, and her mom called and said she's not going to make it. And so here we are, you know, gearing up for the 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 second show, and, you know, Janetta walks in, and we're telling her, she said, get me the costume, get me the script, I'll just go on stage. And, and it was like, of course you will. <laughs> you know, because she, she directed it, she, she just knew it. But anyway, so we... The costumer gets the costume, puts it on her, roll it up in the back, put some clips and pins in it because you all never know those things are happening. And she walks on stage with the script and does that performance. And I was so uh, humbled that I was on the stage with Janetta again and my granddaughter and me. I mean, I couldn't ask. And it brings tears to my eyes right now just thinking about it because I didn't think that was going to happen. Ooh, you know, uh, for those of you that are listening that have done production work, theater production work, music, however it has been in your life, that's an exhilarating feeling when you get on stage and you do what you're there for to do. It feels so empowering, you know. What happens when you goof? Okay, well, I'm going to share a goof. I was doing nonsense, and uh, my daughter was, you know, she was in New York going to school at AMDA, and she was coaching me because I was the part of Robert, Sister Robert Ann. And she said, now, Mom, you make sure you look into the audience and you give your, you know, performance, your solos to somebody in the audience. See, uh, I'm the kind of person that I sing, you know, to the back of the house or the exit sign, you know. But, you know, she's a trained professional. I'll do that. So I get out there on stage, and there's a song, I Just Want to Be a Star. And, and uh, I look into the audience at somebody, and I totally drew a blank. I drew a blank, and I thought, what am I doing? And I'm just singing, I just want to be a star. And I look over at the pianist, and Michelle's playing and mouthing, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm just walking around the stage, and somebody told my friend Charlotte Cunningham, who was Sister Hubert, they went out and they said, Jackie has lost her mind on stage. So I am still waltzing around, dancing around, thinking, what am I doing? And I can hear Charlotte running down the back hall of the high school, and she's running straight onto the stage. And then she strides on very carefully from the wing, and she starts singing, and she starts saying my lines, and she gets me back on track. Got it. <laughs> so well done. Oh, she was a well done. retired professional ballerina, and yeah. I'm telling you, if you want to be on stage with somebody yeah. who will save your, you know what, Charlotte Cunningham, that's yeah. the lady. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, the production is opening on the 18th of January. Yes, at. The uh, Glenwood Vaudeville in um, Glenwood Springs. Okay. And Tell people where that is. Well, that's uh, on, on Grand Avenue uh, in um, Glenwood. And John Goss, bless his heart, you know, we went to him with this show because we premiered it at the Ute Theater in 2021. Mm-hmm. And it was fabulous and it was a sold out show. And, of course, there was people in Glenwood who didn't get to come down and see it. 
So we keep hearing, when are you going to do it again? When are you going to do it again? And I said to the girls, well, whenever you two can get your lives at the same place at the same time, because Alexis went off and, you know, she works full time as PR for a medical facility in Glenwood, but she also has a band called Alexis. And Janetta uh, worked at Renew, and then Cactus Valley called her and said, we need a music teacher. And so she's over there. So it was like, okay, let's talk to John Goss. John Goss was like, you betcha. You know, so he closes his Christmas show this Saturday on the 13th. We load in our uh, props and everything on Sunday the 14th, and we open this show on the 18th in downtown Glenwood at the um, Glenwood Vaudeville. So we're running 18, 19, 20, and 21. For for production. Yes, and there's limited seats. There's only 160 seats a night, so um, somebody quickly do that math. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We're seniors. Thinking about seniors, uh, always there's a price reduction. Yes, and and if groups of 10 or more, any seniors, um, call me, Jackie Johnston, at 970-379-6256, and uh, I will get you a discount of $20 a ticket, and we'll get you set up. Now, the show tickets do not include food or drink. And, right. Um, the vaudeville is wonderful, uh, you know, for food and drink. So um, you're going to have a wonderful time. I remember just going to vaudeville and the food and drinks. Absolutely. And uh, it was so refreshing to have that drink and that food before it because there's a big social thing is happening while we have community the community is there and our anticipation of the production that's going to go on in front of us is uh it just feels good you know and those endorphins need to be stroked and we need to share that good feeling you know we're coming out of some pretty tough times. Absolutely. And, you know, with COVID, I just found out another person I know is has COVID again. Well, again. No, I can believe that. You know, I've been very lucky. I'm very healthy. Don't ask me why. The only issue I have, as you guys know, is my uh, diabetes. And I do my best about taking care of that. Um, Showtime. Dinner time is what time? Showtime is what time? Okay, the doors the doors open at 6 o'clock on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. Show is at 7.30. And on Sunday, the 21st, doors open at 5 o'clock. And uh, showtime is at 6.30. So... Uh, you have time to come in, um, socialize. I was just saying that it's so community. This is an all-in-the-family kind of valley here anyway. I love it. You know, I loved uh, raising my my Janetta here because it was a village concept. People took care of each other, their children, your friends backed you up. And I said, community, just like theater is, you know, 160 people probably going to know more than half the people there, you come in, you say hello, you smile, you 
you cheers each other, you toast each other, and then you sit down and you're entertained and you laugh together. I love it. I love it. It can't get I any better it. than that. Yeah, I, the feel good of good theater production, you know, uh, understood musicals, dancing, comedy, that's a good. And then we get into the drama of other productions and I get lost in them. You know, I become the character. I become the scene when I'm in the audience. You oh, know, absolutely. I, I, you yes. know, I'm just totally wrapped up in what I'm watching and what I'm hearing and who I'm seeing, you know. And uh, I'm inwardly a critic also. And uh, <laughs> hey, that, that critic is, oh my goodness. Guess what? Are we out of time? We're out of time, girlfriend. Well, okay. Out. Opening January 18th. 